Welcome to the Raising Pearls podcast, sponsored by Pearls of Purity. We're so glad you came by to hang out with us to discuss important topics on this parenting journey. Welcome back to another episode of Raising Pearls. This is Heather and Doug, and we are glad you stopped by to take a closer look at the topic, Truth and Lies, with us. We're going to look at some where some serious battles take place in our minds. I'm excited to discuss this topic because it is so important for our girls as they are growing up and learning life habits, but it's also important for us too. Every day, our thoughts go in various directions. Unfortunately, our thoughts tend to veer in the negative direction. For instance, every day we begin to bully ourselves from the moment we wake up. I mean, I could easily defeat myself before I even get out of my bed. I might take one glance at a laundry basket in the corner and think how I can't ever get seem to get things caught up. Or, you know, I look at the time and I realize I'm a little behind and I think about how I've just thrown off our whole schedule. And I could easily continue down that road and my feet haven't even hit the ground yet. Satan knows exactly where to attack us. It's very cunning for Satan to attack us on the battlefield of our minds because it remains hidden from others. It's private, so no one can really see how toxic our thoughts can be to us. We can easily put on a facade that everything's fine when things are very far from fine. The average person has 30,000 thoughts in a day, which means we have about 31 thoughts per minute in 16 waking hours, if you actually get asleep for eight hours. Most of us, we have thoughts about ourselves, and those are based on lies. So think about what does that look like in your life? No one willingly wants to admit that they are believing lies about themselves. However, there are times when our perspective of things are based on lies and it becomes louder than the truth. So as an Enneagram one, my personality is more of a perfectionist. So this means I tend to see my flaws glaring back at me very easily. And I tend to take issues in parenting as very personal. Doug always reminds me that they are kids and this is normal. And I know this and I know they make their own choices, but sometimes it is so easy to believe the lie that I am responsible for their disobedience and or failures. And whenever I begin a lesson for pop girls, you know, I'm hit very hard with spiritual attack on either the subject or my lack of abilities to share what I know God has put on my heart. And it's rough when you constantly have lies bombarding you. So if you take a look at where you spend your time, you know, maybe Facebook, you just scroll down through there, or maybe you watch the news on TV. We get bombarded with a lot of different things. And so when we focus on those types of things, and then we begin to dwell upon them, and maybe we put our own perspective on things, and it's not really what they said, it's what we thought we heard, and then we keep dwelling on that and in the end we just get wrapped up on it and it's it ends up consuming us and so we need to really think about it maybe we need to shut those things off take a step back you don't have to go to facebook every 20 minutes just because the news is on doesn't mean you have to to watch it 
life will go on without you doing those types of things. So turn those things off, especially if they're really making you go down a path of losing focus on God, because that's ultimately what we need to turn to is turn to God and focus on him. He's got this. He's in control. We just need to follow him and we need to be ready and we need to listen. The lies we choose to believe are different for each person, but they have the same source. Let's take a closer look in the Bible at the very first lie. Genesis 3, 1 through 7 says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Now Adam and Eve had a choice whether to listen to the lie that started to take root in their minds or to believe what they knew about God. Eve let her mind start to dwell on Satan's suggestion, which began to cast doubt if God's way was in fact better than her way. She then made the choice to elevate Satan's lies over what she knew about God and their relationship. Satan twisted the truth for Adam and Eve to push them out of that relationship with God. He does the same thing to us as well. The lies we choose to believe twist our perspective about ourselves, about God, and about how we stand with God. Satan might also choose to feed us lies that we start to believe, so we are so crippled from completing the plan God has for our lives. We might chase after something like career or hobby that's for our own satisfaction, or we're following a lie that says, no, this is, this is good, you should do this. But what really happens is we lose focus on what God wants for us. So we have to be careful, and we have to pray, and we have to seek direction from God so that we can stay focused on Him. Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our enemy is very real. Our daily struggle is not the people in our house, the people at work, or other places where we might venture. It is one of darkness and evil in the heavenly realms. We might not be able to see this enemy, but he is real. For instance, on Sunday mornings, it seems like we are under attack. Satan is attacking everything and anything he can to ensure we go to church upset and frazzled, and so we don't even listen to a word the pastor says. The enemy in this instant isn't our family members, but he is able to make a huge impact by feeding us lies. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. 
wants to push us as far from God as possible. This verse says he wants to devour us. He is willing to do this by attacks or just even distracting us so we don't have the time to invest in the truth to replace his lies. These verses about our enemy start sounding depressing if that is all we are left with. However, the Bible tells us that we do not have to fear a coward. Romans eight thirty seven through 39 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are more than conquerors. The lies cannot swallow us up whole because we have already won through Jesus Christ. We aren't left defenseless or on our own. The only thing Satan can do is try to make us unproductive as Christians and fruitless. We recognize we have an enemy, so now we can use what God has given us to fight in that battle. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 tells us, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. In these verses it says we have the power to demolish strongholds. A stronghold is a place built to protect against attack from the enemy. When we begin to build our stronghold of lies, we are being fed by the enemy. We add an additional brick with every lie. Before we know it, we find ourselves trapped in helping the enemy. It is important to identify the lie before it imprisons us in this stronghold. We can take control of our thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. It says to take every thought captive. It's an ongoing, continual process. It's an intentional process to choose what you are going to think about. It's an active, day-to-day, moment-by-moment choice. It is important to identify the lie before it begins to spin out of control. It begins as one lie and then spirals into a harmful pattern of thoughts. Sometimes things happen and it's just our perspective that has become jaded by lies. It is no longer a true reality of the truth. I think of my kids who occasionally say, oh, he never gets in trouble, when in fact he is spending the entire afternoon with consequences for his actions. Their perspective only sees the event the way they want to see them, and their view of reality is twisted. So when we feel like a stronghold is starting to be built up around us, we need to stop and identify what is really going on before it, can, before it has the ability to spiral out of control. Next, we need to come to God in confession of the role we have played in letting the thoughts get out of control. The enemy may have started the conversation, but we were partners in letting them continue in our minds. We have to own it, and then we need to be ready to move forward. So lastly, we take our thoughts captive and replace the lie with a new perspective with God's truth. 
This is why time with God is so important, because we need to have the source of truth in our lives to defend against the lies that we're fed by the enemy. For instance, at times when we don't feel like we are enough, we can replace the lie with the truth of 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness and to his marvelous light. So one we hear at our house a lot is, it's not fair. And you can insert any reason why they say it isn't fair. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This really shifts the focus on what we do not have to what we do have. If you notice your kids struggling with a particular lie in their lives, use the opportunity to leave verses for them to encourage them to seek God's truth in their lives. Work on memorizing the verse together so that they can repeat the verse when they are struggling. And we might be tempted to believe that giving into the lies, it's not going to hurt anyone else. We're fine. But it actually shapes all of our choices. Just as with Adam and Eve, believing the lie shapes what we truly think of God as well. How we think also shapes how we live. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, perfect will. Our pastor described it like this, If the world controls your thinking, you are a conformer. If God controls your thinking, you are a transformer. Romans 8, 4-6 says, In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set of what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set of what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. No one intentionally chooses death, but right here in the verse it tells us where those thoughts are leading when we choose to follow the path of the lies. Instead, we have to take off our chains and have life and peace. We want to stop the toxic patterns of thinking for our girls. We want them to stop and realize what they are believing are lies. We also want them to replace them with God's truth. Sometimes we just have to be intentional and call them out. I remember having a conversation with my mom and her response was, Oh, there you are listening to him again. And at first I would wonder, who is she talking about? We're, there's no he in this conversation. And then she would speak truth and replace the lie. And when we model this for our kids, they begin to see the lie for what it is. And yes, I have had my kids call me out for believing lies instead of God too. And they put my perspective in the right perspective. A good book on truth and lies is Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. She goes through different topics and different lies that we believe. And a book for our girls is Lies Girls Believe and the Truth That Sets Them Free by Dana Gresh. So in the lesson, one of the activities was optical illusions where there might be a picture of something that you hold it one way, it looks like a rabbit, and you turn it, it looks like a duck. So the perspective of how you're looking at it matters as to what you see. And so when we have things 
from the news or online. We can have perspectives in our mind that lead us to think of something a different way. Maybe not what was intended by the post or even an email at work. If you're already angry at something, it may not even be related, but you get an email and you read through it, you may take it the wrong way just because you're already upset about something else. It's hard in an email to really communicate tone. So we add it ourselves in the perspective that we have. So if you have Satan whispering in your ear and starting to cloud your perception of what reality really is, then you can see things or hear things that just aren't true and you start to twist them. So those things take root and they, they trap us. We can get imprisoned by those. And so we have to be really careful, especially when it comes to raising our girls up. We want them to understand what God's Word is, read it for themselves, and understand it so that they're not hearing something that might be twisted uh, out in the world. They need to have that strong foundation. So it's important that we focus on God and we don't let that relationship between God and ourselves be destroyed by things that Satan might whisper in our ears or might try to distort what we see. And one of the best things we can do is to pray and just ask God, hey, give me clear guidance on this. Help me to know what really is true. So as we wrap up another episode, let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to do this podcast. And Lord, we just pray that you'll give us guidance because we know that Satan is whispering in our ears and trying to affect the relationship that we have with you, Lord. And so we pray that you will carry us through and help us to focus on you, Lord, not be distracted by all the things that are going on in the world. Help us to know confidently that you are in control and that we can let go and let you take it. Help us to have the courage to stand up for you, Lord. And Lord, we trust you that our girls are hearing your word and that they are understanding it. And we pray that as we watch them grow, Lord, that when we set them out, that they will continue to follow your ways, Lord, so that you will guide them and protect them. And we just thank you for everything that you've done for us and the blessings that you give us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.